This is the Health Rebels podcast hosted by me, Steve Hicks. And I'm here to give you a fresh new perspective on what health and fitness really should be. Let's be honest, every facet of the modern lifestyle is pushing us towards a default of being unhealthy and unhappy. I wanna empower you to rebel against all the noise so you can steal back control over your health and happiness. So if you're ready to be a health rebel, let's dive in. I am the world's best uncle. And I know that's a bold claim. There are people that would like to argue about that, but I, I can prove it. There was one time I was hanging out and I was, I was visiting family and my nephew, I think he was three or four at the time. And we were hanging out and playing. And then we, we ended the night by watching a movie. And my nephew fell asleep on my chest on the couch. And, you know, his parents picked him up and carried him upstairs to bed. And it got late. So I went, I went back to my home and went to bed. And the next morning, my nephew running, screaming down the stairs, out of bed, runs up to the couch where we had fallen asleep. And he says, uh-oh, where's fun? So if that doesn't give me the claim of being the fun uncle, the funnest uncle in the world, I don't know, because my nephew straight up thought my name was fun. So I am a great uncle. And look, I've, I've made some magic tricks when I... After my knee surgery, when I moved in with family, when I lived with family for an extended period of time, I lived with four of my nieces and nephews, and I did some magic tricks, getting them to eat their fruits and vegetables, getting them to eat healthy food. And one of the biggest obstacles I always hear from clients is, man, I'm okay with healthy eating, but my kids never want to, or I can't get my kids to eat good foods. Kids can sometimes give you a big obstacle when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to healthy eating, when it comes to getting in the foods that serve your body and give you benefits. But today what I want to do as the world's greatest uncle and as a health coach, I want to give you three tools you can use to, to help kids eat healthier and then help yourself have healthier meals if your kids give you obstacles. So the very first thing that I want to do is I want to challenge the biggest lie I hear people say. And I don't think once I say this you're going to you're going to get very mad at me, but bear with it. I often hear people say, "Oh, my kids are picky eaters." And I don't believe it. Now, there are some picky eaters and every kid that I've interacted with has shown picky eater syndromes, but I don't believe they're actually picky eaters. If you look at a kid's life, a kid has very little control over their day, right? They wake up when their parents wake them up. They go to school. Their school day is dictated by their teachers. Their schedule after school dictated by their teachers. What they can do for play dictated by their parents. What they, can, what they can watch on TV, dictated by their parents. It's all, there's no facet of a little kid's life that they actually have control over, except for the dinner plate. 
The dinner plate is the place where they've discovered that they can say no. The dinner plate is the one place where they figured out that they can say, I don't like it, and they'll win that argument. It's the only place they get to practice control. And I believe that the vast majority of picky eaters, if, if not addressed early enough, is really just a, a way of them practicing control, is a way for children to try to wrestle control back into their day. And so how I would or how I would address and, and work with kids that are picky eaters is they want to choose. The problem is we often have them choose what they want to eat after dinner's cooked. But look, if you've followed my nutrition coaching stuff, if you've followed my nutrition systems, you might know that I, I tend to say that meals should have three categories. There should be proteins, there should be plants, and there should be carbohydrates. Whatever you choose within those categories, I don't really care. As long as you're getting the right categories in the right portions and you're doing mostly homemade foods, you're going to be pretty healthy. The exact details, look, that's, that's like sprinkles on a cupcake. The cupcake matters more. And the cupcake in nutrition um, is ironically not a cupcake, but it's those three categories and it's portion control. So ask your kids what they want within those categories. Have them help you plan the menus for the week. Right. One of the things that we always did when I was living with family was Everybody was responsible for picking a meal, right? You had to choose what the family was going to eat, and sometimes there were rules. Sometimes you said, okay, we, we can do pork chops. We also need a side of vegetables. What kind of vegetables would you like that night? And the kids, when they get more choices, when they get more control over their meals, they fight less. They no longer need to try to wrestle control by saying no. They've made that decision. Now, it will still come up where you give them the choice and then at dinner they'll still say no. But it's an easier argument to say, hey, look, you, we agreed to this. You, you chose this. Now we're just going to finish this, right? And over time, that becomes a softer, easier conversation. So tip number one is... Have them choose more. Have them get more control because I think picky eaters, what they ultimately want is more control in their day. So offer up some control within parameters. You're probably not going to do dino nuggets every night, right? That's not healthy eating. But if they ask for dino nuggets, maybe you say, hey, what about homemade chicken tenders, right? Would that be okay? And then you'll probably get some control there and whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's situational and individual. But you can start to put a little bit of parameters and have them play within it. Give them some control back and they don't need to wrestle it from you. The second thing that I thought was really impactful, I had this knack of having my, especially the older, especially the older nieces and nephews that I was living with, they would eat some weird vegetables and fruits, things that they would normally not eat. My sister was blown away that I got everybody in the house to eat cooked pineapple. She said there was no way, no way it would happen. One, I'm pretty decent at cooking, so that definitely helps. Um, but the second thing that I did 
was I realized that when I was making cooked pineapple, it's a recipe that I have that I call a Hawaiian bowl. It's a Hawaiian like chicken teriyaki dish. Um, I think it's fantastic. It's delicious, but it does have some weird stuff in it. Um, the, the roasted vegetables, they are pineapple roasted vegetables. So there's a lot of cooked pineapple in there, which the family doesn't like. And there's, um, just large strips of roasted, uh, roasted onions, which kids don't generally like roasted onions. That's a very adult flavor, but I got the teens to help me cook. One, one teen in particular is, is really, really enjoys Korean and Japanese cultures. And so doing the teriyaki flavors, I got to negotiate with her and get her excited about the dish where she was trying a food that typically with the cooked pineapple, she wouldn't want to try. So I got that and I got the older kids to help me prepare foods, right? The more you get the kids involved in cooking meals, the more ownership they have again. It kind of runs back to the first point. But the more you get help in preparation of the meals, the more excited they are right? They get to taste the fruits of their labors, right? So that builds more excitement. It's going to be really hard to say no to something that you're excited about. We're all excited about ice cream. You ever see people saying no? Of course not, right? So the things that we're excited about, we eat more easily and we can build excitement in the kids by having them help us. And then finally, this one comes from my buddy, Jeff. Jeff was a early childhood development teacher for a decade in Seattle. Um, he is now a camp director for the YMCA, but he had this really great strategy when he was teaching five and four and six year olds. Look, a lot of times kids say, I don't like that, right? There's a very common line. And what he did was he elevated science to like this superhero figure. And he would always talk about like, remember, science tells us that every day your taste buds change just a little bit. That means sometimes the foods that we used to like, we might not like anymore. And sometimes the foods that we didn't like, well, now we do like them. So can you do me a favor? Can we just find out if your taste buds have changed? Why don't you give it a no thank you bite? He called it a no thank you bite. It was something that you took just to try it. And then if you didn't like it, you weren't obligated, but it got them, it got them willing to try it in the explanation that they might not know if they like it or not, gave them the options to pursue that, to try it honestly. And maybe they do like it. I use this a lot with my nephew, Mateus, cause he was young. And if it's not, if it's not, if it's not popcorn and it's not candy, he doesn't like it. Uh, but I've gotten him to try a lot of things that he said he didn't. And he, I, I'm pretty sure he liked it all along. But he would try it and go, huh, hey, my taste buds changed today. And then he would eat it just fine. So those are three tips that you can use to get kids on board with healthy eating. Give them more choice. Give them more control so they don't have to wrestle it from you. Have them help you prepare the dish so they're excited about trying it. And then finally, just reinforce, reinforce that taste buds change over time. I know you've experienced that in your life. Taste buds change over time. So we always need to be open to trying new things. And 
If it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, well, at least you tried. And those three tools can help you eat healthier when you also have to eat with children around. So if you have if you have questions about that, if you like that, let me know in the Facebook community. You're going to get a link to that in the outro, so pay attention there. And if you got additional tips, post them up in the Facebook community. Let other health rebels know what have you done to get the children to to help you out with healthy eating. I'd be curious and let's let's expand the tools. Let's get more tools in the toolbox so that more people can steal back control over their health and happiness and be a health rebel. That's all I got for you today. So come on back tomorrow. We got another great episode coming up. Um, And until I see you then, you know what to do, rebel. Keep the oath. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of the Health Rebels podcast. Before you run off, I want to let you know about a free resource available for you. I do have a free Facebook community where I do daily live chats with other health rebels, provide more information, host group challenges, provide support, and just generally try to put more positivity on your newsfeed instead of the typically toxic political hate that we get surrounded by already. If you're not already in the Health Rebels Training Camp Facebook group, I'll tell you what, I'll sweeten the deal. When you join the Facebook group, I'll send you a free digital copy of my Health Rebels Pocketbook Guide. This little book highlights some of the hidden forces that have conspired against our health and happiness and gives you two powerful tools to fight back. You can join the Health Rebels Training Camp group by visiting www.facebook.com groups slash health rebels. That's an S after both groups and health rebels. Or by checking out the show notes. You can also search on Facebook for Health Rebels Training Camp. I hope to see you inside.